Hi, family. This is Kirk A. Freeman, Sr. with cousin Eleanor Roden welcoming you to We Are Family Prayer Line. Amen, Kirk. I really felt the love of family also. I loved worshiping with family via online streaming at home. I heard so many encouraging things from the church messages, but the one thing that stands out in my mind is Christianity must become a movement. I heard this from a young minister, Pastor Vernon Gordon of the Life Church in Richmond, Virginia. I also liked his quote, the blood of Jesus is attracted to our dirty lives and can make us white as snow. I think this must be our focus tonight, dirty living. Eleanor, is Christianity a biblical term or a man-made term? That's a great question. In using Google, I suggest we check out Acts chapter 11, verse 26, the King James Version for the answer. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught many people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. People, we need to figure it out. The Word of God, 2 Timothy 2 and 15, tells us to study, to show thyself approved unto God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Amen. Family, reading the Bible is the first step in knowing God for yourself. So the pandemic has removed the walls of the church. So now we can make a movement towards bringing the Word of God to life by living it and showing it to others. That's what we are doing now on this family prayer line. We are encouraging people to read the Bible, pray, seek the Holy Spirit, and apply the fruits of the Spirit in our daily living. That's when we see our growth, and we must invite others to grow with us. That is a movement, a movement into revival, but it first begins with repentance. Family, this made me think of Chronicles 7 and 14 in the NIV version. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God is perfect and that is just how he deals with us. There are no flaws in what God does. Just like in his word, Isaiah 26, 20, and 21. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as if it were for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood, and shall no more cover her slain. Hallelujah. So from what you just read, Kirk, Isaiah chapter 26, verses 20 and 21, and Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we all need to humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways. Family, we're not suggesting the deaths were wicked people. Quite the opposite. God loved those people and their families, just like God loves us. Anytime a believer transitions home, 
is as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8 in the NIV version, for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. That's the word of God, family, that Kirk just read. That's what compels me. I know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The loss of life is so sad and unfortunate. It's even more catastrophic that it is directly related to the lack of national leadership. Therefore, our lives must be lived differently. Our relationships with one another must reflect the love of God. The wicked ways are what keeps us the same as the world and does not allow the world to change. We are the light, so our dirty lives Don't line up with God's plan for our destinies. Yes, family. Consider this word in Isaiah 57 and 1 in the NIV. The righteous shall perish, and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. We have a God that is perfect. That is why Christ tells us in Romans 8, 1 through 4, Therefore, there now is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requires of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what salvation is all about. What we see, read in the paper, reflects the ungodliness of individuals, of families, and our country. We also must confess our sinful ways. Because little sins and big sins are the same in God's sight. Wicked ways, you might ask? Well, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Paul tells Timothy, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderer, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people, turn away. Family, we are living through a pandemic But the Bible could very well call it a pestilence. The dictionary defines pestilence as a contagious or infectious epidemic disease that is virulent and devastating. I think that applies to COVID-19. The enemy has compounded our distractions and add to it daily. The longer we drag our spiritual feet, the further behind we fall. I think we have all seen the adventurous film where a hero is racing through the city 
trying to reach the embassy to find refuge as revolutionaries are taking over the city or country. Envision that scenario, borrow for reference, as you read Psalms 9, 91, 9 through 16. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. But he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet, because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. Mm-hmm. He shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him thy salvation? Hallelujah. Wow, Kirk. That is an excellent scenario for an analogy of how we need to chase toward our living God. Because God is our refuge. Confused as people, Chronicles 7 and 14 is our start to dismantle the enemy's distraction. And God is our only hope. God is perfect, and that is just how he deals with us. There are no flaws in what God does. God is our refuge, where we can find safety and security. And Psalms 23 gives us a reminder. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God has installed fail-states for his people to ensure his goodness, grace, and mercy all the days of our lives. So why live a dirty life? Amen, Kirk and family. The seriousness of disobedience to God's word explains why Paul wasn't lenient but stern with the Corinthians when they were disobedient to Christ principles. Redirects the Corinthians in Second Corinthians chapter seven, verses eight through eleven, the NIV version reads Even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Yet now am I happy, not because you were made sorry, but because Your sorrow led to your repentance, for you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, What indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. Hallelujah. So, family, let's seek repentance. As long as we fall away to distraction of the enemy, it prevents us from coming together in God's word. We are living in the period that is Satan's last effort to destroy the soul of God's people so that they would lose their salvation. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of darkness, 
It is through Christ that sets us free from the law of sin and death. God's people, this is spiritual warfare. Kirk, that's a great point. Evidence in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, NIV reads, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We have the power of prayer, family, because of our resurrected Savior. We also have the Holy Spirit, so we can be free from dirty living. John 8:36 reminds us, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Before we pray, let's conclude with parenting as God parents us. Family, give your children godly standards to live by and model them in your daily lives. Anytime you are contrary to the standard, you show them godly living isn't the best choice. Let us read and go to prayer. Hebrews 4:16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Kirk, will you pray? Let us pray. Father, allow us this opportunity to become boldly to the throne of grace, Father. For in these times, Lord, not only we are dealing with the results of this pandemic, Lord, but all of the hurt, pain, and confusion and death that it has caused, Lord, it has caused people to grow weary, Lord. It has caused us to become fearful, God. And sometimes we lose sight, Lord. Sometimes we lose hope. We get distracted. We get fearful. We get scared. But, Lord, we know that yes. you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And your word says, Father, that we, if we would keep our hearts and minds stayed on you, Lord, that you would allow us to stand perfect peace. Father, help us to follow that letter to the T, Father, to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you for ourselves and also for the betterment of our lovers and friends and relatives and acquaintances, our, 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 our friends, Lord, our first responders, those that are out in the front lines trying to do the correct and right things that are helping those, Lord. Father, yeah. we know that this is just the tip of what we are going to see, Lord, but help us to deal with this, Lord, so that we might be able to deal with the things that are coming, Father. Father, yeah. you are a peace and a mercy and a grace, Lord, and you have not brought us this far to leave us, Lord. And we know that you would never turn our back on us, Lord. So, Lord, teach us never to fall away or get distracted or get overly concerned with what's going on in the world, Lord, and lose sight and distraction of our Lord and Savior. Father, your word said that we should return to you, Lord, and to pray, humble ourselves, and that you would heal our lands, Lord, because you will hear in heaven, Lord, and you will restore us and keep us. God, our hope and trust is in your word. It's in you, Lord, that you have promised us, Father. Lord, your word is so powerful that it says that we can say unto a mountain, be thou removed, and that mountain shall be removed. Yes. God, stand on them. We stand in faith, and we stand on the rock of salvation, Lord, to not be moved, Father. I shall not be moved, Father. We shall not be moved, Lord. Those Lord. that are in Christ Jesus shall not be moved, Father, because you have allowed us, Lord, no matter what comes against us, Lord, no matter what way the wind blows, Lord, no matter what 
beset to try to befall us, God. We know that we have a, a, a God that is true and faithful and that will keep us, Lord, and that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you, Lord. Father, give us that diligence daily in our lives, Lord, and help us to share that diligence and to encourage our brothers and sisters, Lord, to retain and hold on to that diligence in Christ Jesus. But most important, to hold on to the word of God, Lord, so that you would bring us through these storms, Lord, so that we may all rest assured and abide with you one day, Lord, in your glory and in your peace and in your mercy and in your grace. Father, have your way in our lives, and we ask that you continue to bless us and keep us according to your will, Lord. Lord, with that being said, we just want to say thank you. Family, we love you, and we thank you for participating with us this evening on We Are Family Prayer. With that being said, we look forward to you next week. We love you. God bless you, and good night. Good night.